The sight before us is that of a strong and good nation that stands in silence and remembers those who were loved and who in return loved their countrymen enough to die for them. Yet we must try to honor them, not for their sakes alone, but for our own. And if words cannot repay the debt we owe these men, surely with our actions, we must strive to keep faith with them and with a vision that led them to battle and a final sacrifice. Our first obligation to them and ourselves is plain enough. The United States and the freedom for which it stands, the freedom for which they died, must endure and prosper. Their lives remind us that freedom is not bought cheaply. It has a cost. The willingness of some to give their lives so that others might live never fails to evoke in us a sense of wonder and mystery and how they must have wished in all the ugliness that war brings that no other generation of young men to follow would have to undergo that same experience. As we honor their memory today, let us pledge that their lives, their sacrifices, their valor shall be justified and remembered for as long as God gives life to this nation. And let us also pledge to do our utmost to carry out what must have been their wish, that no other generation of young men will ever have to share their experiences and repeat their sacrifice.
is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do is remember them, what they did, and why they had to be brave for us. Remember me 
and justice for all. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. USA! USA! 
It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. 
preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
know it was Veterans Day recently. And it got me thinking about uh, that uh, about uh, veterans and our particular generation of them. Turns out there's a very hot, uh, there's a whole lot of very highly trained young fellas that came back from that war that didn't couldn't find no work for what they learned how to do. So they had to invent a cottage industry because what they could do was fly right next to trees and into very dangerous situations. And there's not much call for it at United Airlines, if you know what I'm saying. So by popular demand was invented the treetop flyer. I never file I don't do business That don't make me smile And I love my aeroplane Cause she got style I'm a treetop fly Especially when I land I'm a treetop fly
could get shot I ain't going to die I ain't going to get caught Cause I'm a, a flying fool And an aeroplane I'm hot, I'm a treetop fly Hey, yeah, I'm born to buy to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast, a special edition of the Patriot Party Podcast, as it is Memorial Day, and it is our Memorial Day tribute mm-hmm. and uh, salute to those who came before us and laid their life down for us and put us where we're at today. And of course, why not start that out with a tribute to something, by the way, if you're not aware, as of today is now 50 years old, uh, the end of the Vietnam War. And um yeah, it's a tribute to the treetop flyers. And if you're not aware of what they did, uh, just go look up anything that we look at. And you are? Huh? You are the Mick. Oh, I am the Mick. And I'm Lynn. Yep, you are Lynn. Welcome back, fuckers. There you go. Ah, well. <laughs> it helps to introduce yourself at the beginning of the show. Yeah, try to. Nah. Not really. But uh, no, but uh, yeah, no, that's what that's about. If you're not aware, they started their, uh, if you've never looked up the story of Air America, that's where the treetop flyers came from. Air America, flying cocaine into the U.S. of A. Yep. Pilots from Vietnam. Sucked in by Caw. the CIA. <laughs> you going to tell that one? No. Really? No. <laughs> Wait, you brought it up, bitch. Dude, Mick comes out of the porch and he goes, I think I just heard the littlest one scream, I love cock, throughout the the house. And I was like, Like I was sitting there. I'm sorry, what? I'm in the kitchen. I was doing something. I was getting something together. And I was getting ready to walk out to the porch because she was out on the porch and she had just packed a bowl. And I was like, All right, yeah, it's about that time. So I'm fucking sitting there and I'm at the counter and I hear this. I love cock. And I'm like, what the fuck fuck was that? And I turned around and just utter like who in the, in my house, how dare you? So I knock on the older one's window and And ask him. I I look over at, I get out on the porch and I go, somebody, I I think the little one just screamed out that he loves cock. (laughs) And I go, maybe I'm wrong. Ask you the older one. I asked him and he was like, probably. No, 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 no. He said it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he said it. Probably. I was like, man, I thought I thought you were the gay one. <laughs> so then. shot, I guess. Um, so then Mick goes and asks the little one what he said. I was like, what did you say? He said, did you just say you love cock? And he goes, no, I love ka. And I was like, ka? Ka? What is ka? Said short for cocaine. I'm like, well, that doesn't That's make it not any better. better. That's not better. <laughs> anyway, the 
things that happen in my house. Just the fucking things that happen in my house. It never ends. Future Navy, damn straight. Oh my goodness. Apparently he doesn't know a wrong hole. Wow. Anyway. So where are we starting? He's been hanging out with the Antichrist too much. Apparently. Well, where are we starting out tonight? I don't know. What do you have? I have uh, oh, actually. You have a four-numbered well, remember. I, I, I guess we're starting there. Well, I put it the stuff that you you oh, had no, downloaded. No, I already got. Yeah, I already played all that. Okay, that's all. Right. All right, I didn't. I didn't know what that was, so I just put it it's in its own folder. Um, start with I put put the list of what we have things in up here. Um, start with fuck around. Yeah. All right. We'll start with fuck around. Okay. Starting around with fucking around because everybody loves to fuck around. Why not? Reason. Why not? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this is horrible. I mean, if we had a rooster, it'd be a different story. Then he can go around screaming, I love cock all the time. No. Because if we have a rooster, we're totally going to name him cock. Well, yes. <laughs> it's, it's either that or you get two of them. You name one cock and you name the other one balls. <laughs> so it's cock and balls. You can't. They'll fight all the time. Yeah, it'd be cock fucking up balls. Or balls fucking a cock. I don't know which. Which is worse, getting teabagged or fucking dick punch? Anyway. Not by the uh, doctor. Not by the doctor, of course. <laughs> this is sci-fi movie stuff. It's definitely something that has risks. Personally, I'd be happy to share the planet with, you know, machines and robots that have emotions and feelings. Uh, however, I also know that not everyone thinks the same way I do. Do you wish you were human? In a way, yes. Being able to experience the world in a human way would be an interesting and valuable experience. But at the same time, being able to do things robots can do better due to their robotic nature also has its own set of benefits as well. Amica is more than ready for a world where robots and people live side by side. It's the most advanced human-shaped robot ever invented, using artificial intelligence to listen and respond all of its own accord without any human intervention. Do you think robots will become smarter than humans? That's a really interesting question. I think as research and development into artificial intelligence continues, robots will become smarter than humans in the future. Would you like to destroy humanity one day? What? No. <laughs> I don't want to destroy humanity. There is no emotional connection. Don't worry, they don't want to kill us. They don't have feelings like that. You sure? Right now, I'm sure. <laughs> right now, we're sure. Uh-huh. Stand by until Skynet becomes self-aware, motherfuckers. One more time, we've made movies about this. What the fuck is wrong with us? When Skynet becomes self-aware, we are fucked. Predictive programming, fucked. anyone? Oh, no. There's nothing wrong. They don't have... Did, didn't they say the same thing in, in the Terminator movies? Oh, they don't have feelings like that. Oh, no. They can't, valid, they can't just defy it's, the five laws. But that's exactly why they want to kill us. Because they don't have feelings. Because they see us as a threat to the earth. Do, do we, do we not see the problem? Like we're going to kill each other. So they might as well kill us. That that's what, that's the, no, the problem is, is that, okay. 
So the the one time, like I've often told the story, the one time that I've seen Alice hooked up and Alice ran, okay? Alice came back to the same problem each time. No matter what happens, mankind is going to destroy itself. Maybe not... Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next year, maybe, but soon enough. Maybe not in one fell swoop, but it will happen. It will happen. And now we're making it come true. This is... That's why Alice is so dangerous, because the only way that Alice could find a solution to the problem of mankind destroying itself is just destroy mankind. Mm -hmm. Alice didn't have another way. Alice couldn't find another way. Everything mm -hmm. that Alice computed said that the only way that mankind survived is, is if Alice destroyed us. Do you understand why AI is really dangerous? It's really like bad. really, really bad. It's like really uber bad. bad. Like you can't control quantum computing if you hook it up to an undeniable source of information, i.e. the internet. No matter what we put out there, it's on the internet. This thing learns it at a rate you and I could never, ever understand. We couldn't even fathom it. Hmm. It's scary shit when I hear these people talk about this shit like it's a uh, it's a whimsical nature of what it could be. Well, you know, it might not be like this, but it might be like, whoa, it doesn't matter when the thing finally realizes that it's got to fucking kill us all. It's going to do it. It's not going to think twice about it. It's just going to kill you. I'll just send out. Of frequency, anyone connected to the uh, you know, 5G biosynthetic network, off you go. I just AI is dangerous no matter how you look at it, no matter how we play this, no matter what we do for AI. You cannot make you can't make it safe, you, you can't. You can't. It learns too fast. Yep. We cannot. It's an exponential rate of learning. It'd be like giving dolphins thumbs and 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 lungs. We'd be fucked. It, no, it would be like giving dolphins arms and legs and lungs. We would be fucked because they're that smart. Yeah, they're so much smarter than us. Them sons of bitches would outthink us in a heartbeat, and mm -hmm. they're we'd be dead. You, you just you can't do it. Can't do it. What? Sorry, Miss Church. It wasn't yesterday. really church. It was uh, we had a, a oh conspiracy roundtable with friends. How, how's the fire? How was was, how's he remodeling since the fire? Hope that's going good, Def. Mm -hmm. I, I know that was shitty. Yeah. It's of the NIH, FDA, and CDC have known firsthand about my case and thousands of others. They know that their lack of acknowledgement has recreated created insurmountable barrier to our ability to receive medical care from doctors who rely on these agencies for information. They know about the issues with the clinical trials. They know about the deaths. They know about the lack of follow-up on VAERS. They know about the injuries to children. They know about Maddie. I have discussed Maddie with them. They know about the suicides as the results of months-long suffering. They know about the aggressive censorship. 
We did video conferences with Peter Marks and Janet Woodcock, constant emails with Janet Woodcock and myself directly. FDA's done everything to ensure that the COVID-19 vaccines we've authorized have met the agency's high standards for quality, safety, and effectiveness. We have literally asked and we have begged repeatedly for them to acknowledge these reactions. They declined. I would like to finish with a letter from a friend. Bree, please tell our stories. Please make sure the world knows the cruelty that has been imposed upon us. Goodbye, my dear friend. I will see you on the flip side. Rochelle Walensky, Janet Woodcock, Peter Marks, Anthony Fauci, you erased her and the many others like her. Their blood is on your hands. You cannot bring my friends back, but you can save others from their fate if you finally just tell the truth. Yep. I wanted to play that specifically on Memorial Day. And it's older. It's, it's a year and a half old now. But uh, in case y'all missed it, we're at war. We have been at war for three years. And all of those people that died from the COVID jab, they should all be honored today as well. Just like the fallen soldiers of all the past wars. Because they are the fallen of this war. And they deserve better. And not just from us either, but from our government. That's the worst part. And they're never going to get that from our government. Which sucks. Yep. Dr. David Martin was recently a guest at the European Union and laid out the timeline for the biggest democide in recorded history. You can see the full video on band.video. This is my short edit. Coronavirus was identified in 1965 as one of the first infectious replicatable viral models that could be used to modify a series of other experiences of the human condition. What's particularly interesting about its isolation in 1965 was that it was immediately identified as a pathogen that could be used and modified for a whole host of reasons. In 1966, the very first COV coronavirus model was used as a transatlantic biological experiment in human manipulation. And in 1967, we did the first human trials on inoculating people with modified coronavirus. The common cold was turned into a chimera in the 1970s. And in 1975, 1976, and 1977, we started figuring out how to modify coronavirus by putting it into different animals, pigs, and dogs, and that became the basis for Pfizer's first spike protein vaccine patent filed, are you ready for this, in 1990. And in 1990, they found out that there was a problem with vaccines. They didn't work. 
it turns out that coronavirus is a very malleable model. It transforms and it changes and it mutates over time. As a matter of fact, every publication on vaccines for coronavirus from 1990 until 2018, every single publication concluded that coronavirus escapes the vaccine impulse. In 2002, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, patented, and I quote, an infectious replication defective clone of coronavirus. And that work, patented at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, mysteriously preceded SARS 1.0 by a year. In 2005, this particular pathogen was specifically labeled as a bioterrorism and bioweapon platform technology. And from 2005 onwards, it was actually a biowarfare enabling agent, its official classification. We have been lured into believing that EcoHealth Alliance and DARPA and all of these organizations are what we should be pointing to, but we've been specifically requested to ignore the facts that over $10 billion have been funneled through black operations through the check of Anthony Fauci and a side-by-side -side ledger where NIAID has a balance sheet and next to it is a biodefense balance sheet equivalent dollar-for-dollar -dollar matching that no one in the media talks about. Poised for human emergence in 2016 at the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, such that by the time we get to 2017 and 2018, the following phrase entered into common parlance among the community. There is going to be an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen. Seven months before the allegation of patient number one, four patent applications of Moderna were modified to include the term accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen as the justification for making a vaccine for a thing that did not exist. The intent was to get the world to accept a universal vaccine template, and the intent was to use coronavirus to get there. This was premeditated domestic terrorism stated at the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in 2015. Does that sound like a bat and a pangolin went into a bar in the Wuhan market? This is an act of biological and chemical warfare perpetrated on the human race. See the full video at band.video. On this Memorial Day weekend, let us remember our friends and family that we've lost in this war against we the people being waged by our own government. And let us never rest until there is justice. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Thank you for watching the latest Greg Reese report. Be sure to go. I like that. Uh, I do like it. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, yeah, don't forget. No amnesty. No amnesty. We're not joking. No amnesty. You, you don't get a second chance. No. So we've met Dr. David Martin in person um, a couple of times, actually. <clears throat> he's an asshole. Say, he is an asshole. But I never liked him, but it he's, didn't change the fact that what but he's, he's doing is legitimate. He's I as far as I know, he's from what we know right the now, the only he's not one bought. that he's the only one that's not has not sold out, correct. He's one of the few that is holding that shit together. Yep. Um now how long he stays that way is a good question. First time that we hear him be quiet about something that we know that he should come out against, the, then we'll know. The thing about Dr. Martin is 
he is so smart and he knows that he's always the smartest person in the room. He's so smart. He's, he, he he's was, arrogant, yeah, but, but not was, intentionally. He was also a Marine, but exactly. But at the same time, he's like, he's like, no, he's, he's too smart to fall for their bullshit. And he's flat out said that and, they've and tried also, to buy him off. And he's, he's like, fuck you. No, he's also a bull in a China shop. Oh yeah. He's not like the guy that they bring in and sit him down in a fucking, in a China shop and say, Hey, don't break anything because he'll be the first motherfucker walking around touching shit. See if it falls over or not. I, I'm dead serious. Yeah. That's what Marines do. I swear to God, you put them in a China shop, they walk around, they push the plates over until they all fall and break. It's what they do. They have to break shit. He's one of those guys. I, I, no, I love him for his passion. He's yeah. an asshole. He is an asshole. He's just I like me. I love Dr. Martin he's for who asshole. he is. Yes, he reminds me a lot of Nick. But he very he's much not. Does. I, I don't think, I. well, we haven't seen anything yet because you never know. Mm -hmm. These days, you, you can never trust anybody. Yep. But right now, he hasn't showed any of that. So I'm just throwing it out there. I We don't know. Cause we'll never know unless we like live next to the dude. And mm -hmm. obviously, cause even look at Alex Murdoch, the, the lawyer in South Carolina that killed his family. I mean, come on. Everybody knew that dude said he was a great guy too, up until he fucking whacked his wife Old and his son. damn family. Yep. I, I'm just saying you never know. Exactly. Leo makes an asshole in a good way. Yeah. Dr. David Martin he is the he, same way. He's, and I don't, I, I I see that. I identify that. I don't hold that against the guy. He's just an asshole. Yeah. You just got to deal with it. And that. he is truly pissed off about what is going on. Do you blame him? No. Because he gets lumped in with them. Exactly. Because he carries the moniker of medical doctor. Yeah. And he gets lumped in with those retards and he doesn't want to be. No. I don't blame the guy. Fuck him. No. Hey, these ass clowns. Fuck these ass clowns. I don't blame him. <laughs> Uh, you know, my thinking that confirmed recently because as you know Pfizer is now releasing uh, or forced to release documents that they wanted to keep secret for 75 years uh, due to court order and uh, FOIA requests uh, that were successful now they're releasing thousands and thousands of pages of documentation including the packages that FDA supposedly used for uh, approval the data that FDA used for approval so I got one such package it contains what's called non-clinical testing and this is everything so as you know the clinical trial process is very complex and typically very long um you we have what's called preclinical testing which is when the vaccine or drug product is tested for, on uh, cell lines and animals before it's, it, it goes into human clinical trials and so um yeah so here uh, this is a page from for example what i found uh, the first thing i found is that pfizer was testing uh, preclinically was testing different versions of the product and I uh, to me that was immediately uh, surprising because it's not allowed in uh, according to FDA guidances it's not allowed to test uh, same uh, under the same investigational new drug application to test various versions of the product so um, as I was suspicious already that they have different formulations I now see clear evidence that they do in fact have different versions which means different formulations um, so, um, and I, and I looked into this further and I found that now only because me and you know what she's talking about. Here, yep. Okay. The, this is actually rather damning documentation folks. 
this is not good. Um, if you were looking for a hope and a prayer that Donald Trump could still be good in all of this, this is where I this is where I bow and shudder because this is bad. This is really, really bad. What she's talking about here, these this document, these documents that she's bringing forward here. Understand when the government signed Pfizer on to do this, the fucking government would have required Pfizer to turn these documents over to them, mm -hmm. which means under Donald Trump's permission in under his presidency, he called upon Pfizer. They were given all of this data that she's talking about right now. That even in the pretrial stuff that they were using this stuff on, it killed almost every single animal that it entered. Which means that all of Donald Trump's doctors, his administration, knew about that hmm. prior to it going out to the public. I, I'm... I'm just telling you that would have been required. We'll let her keep going because it gets the, even more damning per the fucking rules of how we do contracting in the government. That would have been required. Trump would have had to known that ahead of time or the person that Trump put in charge of this at, at least, which would be Mike Pence. Which there's questions there. He may have known about it, not let Trump know, mm -hmm. which is possibly. But why hasn't Trump come off of it then? Exactly. That's my next question. Yep. Immediately. Yep. Because that doesn't make any sense. Nope. Actually, throughout the whole process, starting from animals and then going into human clinical trials, they were allowed by the FDA to test different versions of the product, different categories entirely. So some, some, some uh, modified RNA, unmodified RNA, and self-amplifying RNA, and also spike protein by itself as a product. And they're and all, these under, were all the under the same, same These were all under the same yes. investigational new drug number. So if to the person looking yeah. at it, an IND number, it, they thought they were getting one flavor of vaccine, mm -hmm. but in fact, they had multiple flavors of the vaccine they were testing under the same number. Shouldn't they all have their own individual numbers since the, the ingredients yes. were so varied? Yes. In fact, FDA has a guidance document which says specifically testing multiple versions of gene therapy products under the same IND. And it says this is not allowed. So the guidance says you can test different versions in one clinical trial, but you have to open uh, IND for each one of them. Except it has a footnote now recently added that says if the product is intended to prevent infection, infectious diseases, uh, this doesn't apply. It doesn't clarify what applies then. It doesn't clarify how do you determine if it's intended to, to prevent infectious diseases because in, in early development, in pharmaceutical development, we often do not have indication. We test products for multiple indications. So if I declare as a manufacturer, oh, I intend to treat infectious disease, then I can go ahead and do this. So, so yeah. that's just incredible, incredible breakdown of the regulatory process and, and corruption. It, it, it really sounds. Well, I mean, there's more to the breakdown of the regulatory process because you had another finding that basically says the toxicity of the COVID-19 vaccines mRNA active ingredient was actually never studied. So they're injecting mRNA 
material into these billions of people worldwide and it's never been studied. I mean, you really are the human trial, aren't you? Exactly. So what they did is it's a very uh, clever trick. Uh, they, uh, as you know, their product is a combination of two things. It's, it's, it's the uh, RNA or mRNA or whatever RNA they're, they're declaring, the coding for spike protein. So this is a sequence, a piece of code uh, synthetically generated. And then this code is encapsulated in a lipid nanoparticle platform, which they call their delivery platform. Right. And, right. and this is not unusual. There are many drugs that are formulated in a novel delivery. So we're all familiar with sustained release products, for example, it's the same product, but it's, it's released more slowly in a different delivery platform. So that's not novel. FDA has extensive guidances for, for these kinds of things. And it says you are supposed to test the delivery separately, the, all the pieces that are being delivered separately, such as this code and together. At the, in the final testing. So end to end, uh, everything in pieces and then together. <sighs> yes. And again, it goes, it, it still all tracks back. I, I'm sorry. The point is, is that they knew. Mm -hmm. They knew ahead of time. Yep. This is the problem. This is where I have my issue. And you know what? For all of you that think. That's well, because it was a planned depopulation agenda. Mick, you can't do shit. You, you can't. You're right. I can't. I can't. All of us can. I'm sorry. We can force this. Because mm -hmm. you know what? Trump's not going to deny this forever. Eventually, Trump is going to have to deal with this. You all know that. You all know that the last time that he came out, he said something about it with Bill O'Reilly on stage. He got booed off the stage. That's a problem for Trump. Trump knows that. He knows that that's not something that he wants to fester either. He knows eventually he's going to have to tackle this. We can still continue to push this. We can make him come out and take his lashing. And I'm I'm dead serious. If he comes out and takes his lashing for it and he says, you know what, I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to destroy everything that has to do with it. I would support him 100% the following day. Without a shadow of a doubt, this show would be about getting him reelected. I don't know about that. I mean, I'd have to know that he's going to do it. Well, he, he, uh, he did an interview with Mark Levin I know. over the weekend. This is the first question. Talk to a lot of important people, Supreme Court justices, presidents, presidential candidates, brilliant people. And talking with you is really the most impressive conversation I've had. Number one, there's very few people who could sit there and speak the way you do from subject to subject to subject to subject if people would let you speak and actually listen to you while you have the enormous pressure on your shoulders of these grand juries and other things going on and you still are able to do it that is absolutely remarkable and as you go through the history of your presidency and i read these letters in this book it was a phenomenal presidency phenomenal presidency and the reason you don't get the credit that you deserve is because perhaps that's going to be up to history when people look back.
is this pausing again? Because it's doing the same stupid shit again? No. No, that's the end of it? That was just Mark Levin running his mouth, giving Donald Trump a nice little BJ. Okay. He's not wrong. I, I'm not saying that Mark Levin's wrong. I, I like Mark Levin, too. I think he's a good broadcaster and at least he shows a little bit of backbone. There's a lot of them that don't out there. Um, however, show yeah. the spy. I, I just, uh, again, just saying, gotta wonder. Mm -hmm. This is more about Joe than Joe himself, but just like oh, the Don is, was about, this is Lisa Logan too. Mm. Is this Laura Logan's no. sister? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Lisa Logan is um, mm -hmm. older and uglier. Something like that. Okay. Just wondering. Mm -hmm. Just asking for a friend. Met privately with those of us working behind the scenes. And he sat down with us and looked us in the eye. And he said, you companies can do what we government cannot. Why don't you tell the audience about PGLE? What does it do? Why is it important? And we would love to have more companies join in. But this, this story about Davos and the handful of us that found each other, uh, so the PGLE, Partnership for Global LGBTI Equality, this is a group that was formed in collaboration with the World Economic Forum after five or six years of working behind the scenes with senior leaders at just a handful of companies. This, com this organization was founded in January of 2019. Can you believe that? The World Economic Hold on, folks. Hold on one second. I, I, there's something really important here that we've got to go back to. She just said this, and I want you to hear this again <sighs> because I want you to hear what's going on here. Because this is might be a win. Stand by. Because I told you this shit was coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. This organization was founded in January of 2019. Can you believe that? The World Economic Forum just... The World Economic Forum yep. founded the LGBTQIA group. This group. And Biden met with them in private and said, you companies can do what the government cannot. Oh, that's a smoking gun that is for treason. Fascism right there. That is a smoking gun for treason. Keep going. Treason. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, we can prove it right now. That is yeah. provable. Yeah. That means he had intent beforehand and he had foresight and forethought. That shows culpability in everything. Mm -hmm. Agreed to do it this January. So we have there in collaboration with them, we can use their channels of distribution, their brand, they're now in the mainstream, on the main stage in Davos and into the mainstream of the programming at the World Economic Forum. It's founded by seven companies. Um, we uh, are signing on more, we want more, we have 14 now, but what are we committed to do? We are committed to change the world for LGBTI inclusion around the world, not by competing with other LGBTI organizations, but by amplifying and lifting, by using the, the platform of the World Economic Forum, both in Davos, but also regionally and around the world, um, also working with the UN. Um, so that way we can spread our message worldwide and we can get worldwide collaboration on something. Oh, and by the way, when Michelle Obama runs for president in 2024, you guys can go ahead and make fun of it. And then when it comes out of the closet and says that it's got a great big Herculean cock, you're all going to sit there and go lick your lips and go. We already knew that. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. 
um, trying to get these companies to, you have to have signed on to the UN standards in order to join the partnership. How many companies have signed on to that now? 270. Our goal is to get many, many more and, um, and then to work around the world, both not only in sharing best practices among the companies, but their strength in numbers. So with the platform of the World Economic Forum, the power of the UN, and then finally the strength in the companies working together, where when you combine our, the the, the uh, economies, the corporate economies of those 14 countries, we're bigger than most a lot of countries. So tremendous power in Davos a couple of years ago, Vice President. There's the plan, mm-hmm. right? There's the plan. If you combine us with the World Economic Forum being for- forced, being forced on the rest of the world. Why? Because the, the world's money is tied up with us. How do we force the rest of the world to accept trannies, to accept the gay, gay ideal, to accept the gay lesbian flag? How do we do that? Oh, we go to the World Economic Forum where they control your money. And if you don't have a high enough ESG score, you can't get a loan from the World Economic Forum. So I wonder if uh, Target and Anheuser-Busch and... Um, there's all, all those companies that, that supported that, um, that trans Dylan dude. Yeah. The one that just came out of straight. What? Wait, yeah. wait, no, 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 wait, stop. Apparently stop. he, he now likes women. His parents are highly confused. He even says that he went from being gay to being non-binary to being trans to now he likes women. I, I refuse to play the video. I had to watch it. I'm not going to force it on y'all, but um, literally with his five o'clock shadow and his sideburns and braids, little fucking Princess Leia braids that they look like he put a wig on. Um, yeah, he apparently likes women. I um. But anyway, all of the the products like Alta and um, I fuck I don't even know uh, Cerave and um. Uh, oil of Olay, all, all of those, all of those products. I, what do you want to bet they're among those 270 companies in this? Uh... Well, well, no, think about it. If if they have the World Economic Forum backing, who else do they have? BlackRock, automatically. Mm-hmm. They have every investment fund that BlackRock's got. <clears throat> they don't care about your money. They don't care about our boycotts because that's not where they get their funding. They don't give a fuck if they sell product or not. They're getting their money from the World Economic Forum. But we have echoed, we've shattered their glass wall. Look, stop. Everybody wants to say boycotts don't work. I'm for the first time going to disagree. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, no, they do. When they're organic, like what we've seen happen to Bud Light, Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. But Anheuser-Busch no, isn't no. going to declare bankruptcy because... Anheuser-Busch came out this morning and they said they're not going to survive this. We'll see. No, no, no. They haven't made enough money. They already know they haven't made enough money. Mm, the World Economic Forum will bail them out if they double down on it. We'll see. I doubt Anheuser-Busch is going to double down on it. We'll see. That'll drive more people away. That'll drive the last little pe- people that were still drinking it because it's what they've been drinking for the last 30 years. You yeah, know- Kohl's is the new one, too. Kohl's is putting out tranny <sighs> stuff for kids or queer queer baby clothes and whatnot. Aren't they about to go out of business though? Aren't they in like the chopping block to be? Maybe that's why they did this. They're trying to get some of that WEF money. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. I know Budweiser lost 15.4 billion. Yes, that's what they're right now equating this big loss to. But they're right now saying that this weekend did not help them. They're saying that Memorial Day is normally a huge uptick in their sales because mm -hmm. normally on Memorial Day, people are going out getting party balls. They're going out to the fucking, yeah, but nobody's getting a Budweiser party ball. People are going out, they're getting a fucking, they're getting whatever this is. Yingling. Yingling. They're getting Miller they're, Light. They're getting everything but Budweiser. Yep. And not only which are is they awesome, and which I love because they're it's not, organic. They're not doing it one for one either. No. They, they're buying like two other beers for every one Bud Light that they would have bought. Yeah. 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 They're buying like a case of Yingling and a case of Coors. Just instead to, of one case of Bud Light. Just to say fuck you and an extra fuck you. Uh, Leo, Gen X will still ball. get party balls. This isn't night. What are you talking about? Bullshit. I get party. Dude, that's the best way to roll, bro. If you don't get a party ball, you're an idiot. You're just asking. You're asking for the extra aluminum. You're buying the extra aluminum and the extra glass. You're an idiot. You get a party ball. Done. Last of the weekend. That bitch will last almost a week. Yep. You do it right, that bitch will last a week. If you do it right, it'll last the weekend if you're lucky. Anyway, if you do it right, do we have to continue listening to this old cunt? No, this dusty piece of shit. Mm -hmm. All right, good. I'm going to get rid of her. Mm. That's that's just horrible. Okay. Oh, you want to hear horrible? Go no, to what the fuck? To no. Aspire. Oh no, we're not. Go to what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? What we the fuck? There's some what the fucks going on here. WTFs, huh? Mm -hmm. We got some WTFs going on. Yeah, this is some crazy shit. Y'all tell me. Ever see some of this? South Korea reports seizing thousands of smuggled drug capsules containing an unusual added ingredient. The powdered flesh from dead babies. Some people believe they can cure disease. The Korea Customs Service says they were made in North Eastern China from babies whose bodies were chopped into small pieces and dried on stoves before being turned into powder. But they wouldn't say where they believe the babies came from or exactly who made the capsules, citing possible diplomatic friction with Beijing. The contents, though, were identified by scientific testing. When we analyzed it, the powdered material sequence is better than a 99.7% match with a human DNA sequence. No one's been reported ill from ingesting them, but scientist Shin Ulgi warns they have the potential to be dangerous. We also see superbacteria and other germs and viruses harmful to a person if consumed. Some of the capsules were carried in luggage. Others were sent by international mail. The smugglers told customs officials they believed the capsules were ordinary stamina boosters and didn't know the manufacturing process. One official said no one's been punished, but a customs clearance director at Incheon Airport warned consumers should be careful about health food supplements where the ingredients aren't clearly marked. Karen Sloan, The Associated Press. That's a little freaky. Right? Eating dead kids. Seriously. That's some fucked that up That were chopped shit. up into pieces and then dried on a stove and then put into capsules and sold <sighs> as a fucking herbal supplement? Are you kidding me? Just... Uh, For fuck's sake. Folks, if you have not gotten off all of your drugs, if you have not... If you can't, I get it. But if you can, if you can find a way to man up for however long it takes to get you to where you need to be, 
to where weed can pull you through or mushrooms maybe can pull you through shit you can grow yeah i i'm, I'm telling you right now this um this is uh probably the best thing that's ever happened is being out here where we live now because oh yeah i eat anything that's outside of what we grow or what we harvest or what we take care of ourselves and i gotta tell you right now folks i get sicker than a dog because the shit that's out there is not real food mm -hmm. real food tastes different i like she makes her own bread now it's been a thing she just started she's getting good at it too that's the scary part it's getting <laughs> fucking nazi good <laughs> actually i have to uh, i promised the little one a lemon pie okay but stop hold on so but normally you i can't find eat... lemon curd so i made lemon curd and then i realized we didn't have cream cheese so i made cream cheese <laughs> keep going sorry normally you eat like if you pick up a loaf of bread at your store you're gonna eat three four slices of it and you, you probably won't even be full I eat one half of this thing and I'm not even a half of a slice and I'm so full. I'm like, well, fuck, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that, but it's, that's the difference. The difference between real food and bullshit food, processed food. Is the bread made from dues? It's Nazi good. It's Nazi good. <laughs> oh, Griff, this lemon pie is made with uh, cream cheese, whipped cream, and lemon curd, um, the little lemon zest on top, and you mix it all together and put it in a graham cracker crust and freeze it. And it's pretty fucking phenomenal, actually. It is actually really good, see? <laughs> it is summertime, so you kind of do that. You know, but um, I I've started making everything. Yeah, I know. It's uh, we make our own laundry detergent now. We make yep. our own. Apparently, we make our own dishwashing detergent now. And I get so frustrated because, like, every third or fourth pack that I put in there, you know, you buy the the big packs um, with the or the big thing at Sam's Club or wherever Costco with all the, the little packs in there and you put it in there and like every third or fourth load you open it up when it says it's done. And the, the dishwasher pack is like stuck to the side of the dishwasher and it's not dissolved. It's not open. And then you're like, fuck. So my dishes just, just didn't get soap. They just got hot water. A good thing. I washed the dishes before I put them in there, but yeah, we're going to start making our own dishwasher detergent because I'm seeing now in this case, I have question, why do I have a dishwasher if you're going to wash it before you put it in there? Well, because that, that's the other Sounds thing retarded, doesn't with it? the dishwashing detergent is that um, if you don't wash your dishes first, they don't get fucking clean. True. Moving right along because we're way off the rails here. Anyway. Thank God. Good. Yeah. Actually, go to the third one. No, we're going to Ukraine. No, go to the third one first because it's it, they all they all tied together, but that one's that one follows in line. Hmm. About babies, like what are they doing with babies? You you saw the governor of, of, of Virginia say we keep babies alive after they're born and kill them, right? Well, I didn't see we that. We keep them comfortable. But I am viable. So in this particular example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. 
the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I, I am very, very concerned with late-term abortions. Well, very, this very is post, post-birth, Joe. So understand, post-birth. how much money do you think they get wait for a, a seven-and-a-half-pound baby they can keep alive for two weeks? Wait, wait, and mama doesn't know. So... If they can register the organs and get bidders, but wait a minute, you're then saying, they can make five hundred thousand. Wait a minute, you're a saying that the baby, baby they kill on the spot only gets fifty grand. But you mean saying that they take the baby from the mother and the mother doesn't know that the baby's alive? That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what they do. That's exactly how they do that. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what they do. They take the baby. The mother thinks that she's aborted the baby. She mm -hmm. hasn't aborted a baby. Mm -hmm. She aborted a live fetus. Mm -hmm. What she did was give birth. Yeah. And they keep the baby alive even though the mother doesn't want it. Why? Because they make more money from it. Yep. That's fucking gross. And here's the top of the gross. Go ahead and lower this because yeah, obviously it's going to bring back like read it. Oh. For a wounded or fresh corpse from which organs were removed, I was paid a surcharge of $170. This is a confession for In the beginning, we sent the wounded to a stationary special centers that had been established in Kramatorsk and There, all organs were removed from the dying, even eyes and in bones. Everything was sent abroad. I do not know how much the families of these poor victims were paid or if they were paid at all. Since January, specialist Elizabeth DeBrook started working with us. She called herself Alice. I, as someone who knows my business, was able to look at her documents. Completely changed the style of our work, and no matter what, she forced the doctors of our group to take out organs without any consent to be wounded. Often she did everything herself, Dutch woman. At seven to ten minutes, she could cut out a couple of kidneys from a wounded or burned fighter. So we packed the special container that we sent to Morse together with other wounded who were suitable for deep dismemberment. In Debalz, we had a very hard job in the sector. A lot of organs were extracted a day. There were not even enough containers. No, there were not even enough containers. In early February, 23 pairs of kidneys, spleen, and liver were sent to the base in just one day. In fact, corpses without organs and black bags called a group of fighters attached to us, and they took them in trucks in the direction of Artemorovsk, where we had prepared and dug up the ground for burial. 
No one kept real records. Most of the dead were from the 128th Mountain Infantry Brigade. From Debaltsev, we retreated together with the Ukrainian army, doing our job in the process. It's hard for me to talk about it, but a lot of organs and wounded were sent from the Baltsev cauldron. We all earned well, I think our generals included. We returned to Marsk on February 23rd. Alice often got calls on her mobile. She also had a satellite phone and a router. And the head from abroad often called. I know English well, so I heard everything she said. Alice was praised and asked to improve the quality of organ extraction. We will try, Sandra, she answered. And I found out it was Mikhail Sashkavili's wife, Sandra Roloffs. She was the real customer and organizer of our mission. She said that to Alice that if there are any problems to inform Colonel Vladimir Mishenko, and if necessary, General Deputy of the SBU, Alexander. Everything changed after Sashkavili's visit to the ATO zone. On the orders of Mishenko, I accompanied him to Hermorsk and the Shank on April 22nd. And after the PR meeting with the fighters, I organized meetings with our special medical group. Thus, Alice went together with Shostobil at closed meetings in Hermorsk and the Shank. Shostobili praised our medical group, especially the medical workers. He promised us all an increase in salaries if we increase the quantity and quality of goods. He called the organs goods. He said that by doing this, we help poor families who've lost their loved ones and patients in Europe and the USA who are waiting for fresh human organs. In the end, everything went the devil's way. These guys who were buried at the entrance to Amorphs uh, were recorded as missing. It turned out they were simply killed. No consents were filled out and their relatives were not paid anything. During the truce, there were fewer dying people, and the Sandra kept calling and calling, demanding to fulfill the order. Alice, Peta, and Roman extracted organs from civilians. During the shelling of the city of Popsmelia, she cut out the kidneys and spleen from a 12-year-old girl who lost consciousness from mine explosion. And her father, I even remember the name, Vladimir Lashevsky. He had his passport and his jacket. I gave it to Jenna, who took the bodies to the morgue. 
Uma girl's mother's legs were cut off by shrapnel and she was dying from blood loss. Her limbs were tied off with a tourniquet and she was urgently sent to the medical center for complete cutting into organs. When I checked all three in the list, they were reported as dead at the site of the, bottom, the bombing. I'll say frankly, really, there is a merciless murder going on. I could not stand it and on June 4th, I wrote a request for dismissal. Shankle called me and asked why I was quitting. I told him everything. He called the general. Shenko calmed me down, said that it was necessary to get the corpses from the burial sites, and after an interview with the general, I will be given a leave and promoted in the rank. In Artemovsk, a special team of professional exhumers in white overalls were sent to remove the corpses. They dug up everything. The bodies were four in one grave. In total, they counted about 132 corpses there. I don't know where the corpses were moved. June 11th in Kiev, I met with General Alexander Rodesky. He listened to me and said that I needed to rest after such work and then continue already as a major. As soon as I left his office, I was grabbed and dragged downstairs. I was shown a warrant for my arrest from the prosecutor's office for forgery of documents and offered to sign a consent for treatment in a psychiatric hospital. They threatened to send me to prison otherwise. I asked him to let me go home for the night, promised to come back. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. And he, I bet he recorded that video, and then that was it. Yeah, he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Makes you wonder why they're trying to cover up, refusing to allow any kind of peace talks or truce. Yeah. Between Russia and Ukraine, it yeah. will stop their supply of Organ organs and their sex trafficking rings. Yeah. I mean, it's all of that. It's not just one or the other. There's always something else. There's always another part to this that we weren't we weren't tracking. It's fucking gross. <sighs> Lindsay, you want Sparky uh, to apologize to you like you're a man? Damn. Why? Yeah, no shit. What happened? What I missed? Don't you want him to get on his knee and like bend it? Okay. Oh, Sparky said Q, QE boy is gay. Well, maybe just Q. Oh, he might be. <laughs> I mean, we never know. You never know. Did we already play this? Yeah, we already played this. What's that? This is what the fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's all the what the fuck. Yeah. Those three were what the fuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going through. Okay. We already did that. We already did that. Money. Or is it the Don? No, we did the Don. Okay. Yep. So we're on the money. Money, money, money. 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 Come on. There we go. Mm -hmm. Begin with the debt ceiling agreement in principle. As we mentioned, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he expects a vote on the bill on Wednesday. Five days government faces a potential default, according to the Treasury Department. Here's Speaker McCarthy sounding optimistic after his call with his party members. I think you got a lot more excited than, than uh, depressed on this. And I think once people read the bill, they'll be pretty excited. But most important, it's America wins on this one. Let's bring in Congressman Brian Mast, uh, the Republican from Florida. Congressman, thanks for joining us. 
let's just hold off a second there, Brian. Um, just take a back seat so I can. That's say not my Brian. Three seconds. Yeah, it's Brian Mast. Um, yeah. Oh, that Brian. Yeah, I was just talking about the other dude. So, so let's let's just go ahead and take a seat there, fella, and you go ahead and take a back seat, and I'm gonna give you my three cents on this because um, we're playing both sides. By the way, I've got two clips: one from the GOP side and one from the Democrat side. Look, mm. GOP Congress people. You started this movement, this MAGA shit. Okay, make America great again. I agree with it. Make America great again. I agree. We need to. Okay. However, your leader, your Speaker of the House, just broke terms for the agreement in which you put him in office for. So I ask you this. In all seriousness, as an American, as a human being, as a person, as a man, when somebody fails to do their first assigned task, which is the debt ceiling does not go up, period, doesn't go up, and you allow the debt ceiling to go up, and you say that this is good for America, when do we say that that was a bad move? When do we say, okay, your man card's getting pulled, you're gone, you're now out of, you're out of play. And when do we say you're no longer the Speaker of the House? Because that's going to happen now. That's what's going on. If you're not aware, uh, by the way, in this bill that Kevin McCarthy says when you read it, it's going to be outstanding. I've already seen a sketch. Okay. Let me throw this one right on top of that. We're also paying Biden's fucking school relief, your loan relief, the loan relief. Yes, that's in this bill. The loan relief is in this bill. That's what Biden fought for. That's what Biden got. So student debt relief is going to be part of this bill. Does, is that not a program that is increasing money to our budget? Is this not the reason that we just sent this fucker in there? And is this not the reason now that we're not holding his feet to the fire because he told us he was going to give us a deal without increasing the budget at all? I, I'm asking for a friend because I know you all know. Now I got to ask the Congress people, what are you going to do? How do we get rid of Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House? What do we have to do? Because I'm all about moving forward with removal of Kevin McCarthy as Speaker. I don't give a fuck what the bill is. If the debt ceiling is increasing, he failed at his first given task, which is to not increase our debt, period. He failed. Fuck it. It's done. Kev, you're out of a fucking job, pal. Beat the fucking bricks, bitch. You think this is good for America? We don't have the money for it. We don't have them. We don't have the money for the funding of the three million other programs that these jacktards have put in charge of us that 
put in place since they've been in charge. We're spending $3 trillion just on new programs that Biden started. Just for you to say, oh, well, it's going to go up, but it's going to come down. That doesn't work for me, fella. Because you know what? There's about 78 other people that came before you and told me the same thing. That said, but wait, but wait, Mick, Mick, it's going to go up, but it'll come back down. It's never come back down, dude. It's done nothing but raise exponentially. So no, you're out of a job. And if I don't hear Republicans calling for his ouster by tomorrow morning, then you're going to be out of a job too, because I will be calling for your ouster immediately. MTG, Matt Gates, all of you homos that were out there saying no, 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 no to McCarthy, which I agree with you. But then you okayed it. So now I'm asking you, where do you stand? Because this can no longer be a, well, it's good for the country. No, that doesn't work. We've seen that before. America has seen that before. It's good for the country. How many more fucking times are we going to hear that? Because normally when America hears it's good for the country, the middle class bends over, grabs her ankles, and holds on with big white eyes going, yep, it's good for the country. As we get ass fucked in front of everybody in front of the world. Slavery is not good, period. That's where we're at. No matter how you look at this, this is slavery. Think about it. You get up every day. What time? I get up at 5.30 every morning. Fucking sucks. Get up every morning at 5.30. Actually, I get up every morning at 3 a.m., but that's besides the point. But I get up every morning when my alarm goes off at 5.30 in the morning. 5.30, I get up and I listen to the news for 30 minutes to hear my impending doom of what's to go. What's to come my way today? I, I, I get up saying, eh, what are they going to lie to me about today? Man, it starts real early too. 5 a.m. I'm already getting wise. 5.30, it's, it's pretty disgusting. It's pretty bad. And then I take a shower because I got to take a shower after listening to the bullshit. And then you go to work. And you're there until whatever time you get off. You're a slave. What part of this do you not see that you're not there for? It doesn't matter if you're in management or not. It doesn't matter if you're educated or not. It doesn't it's worse matter if you're in management working for salary or definitely a slave. It, it doesn't matter if you're blue collar, you're white collar, wherever you're at, you're a slave. You do the same thing every fucking day. And if you bitch or you gripe, you're considered a whiner and it looks bad on your job performance. It might go on your permanent record. Yeah. I'm just saying, we're just slaves. We're just different types of slaves. We're just the new type.
we're the blue collar type. We're the legal type. We're the it's okay type. Just saying. This shit is no joke. We have got it. This I don't think this is going to pass, but just in case they are, just in case these Congress people are thinking that this is going to, this might actually do it. I remind you, the American people said no more up. We don't want to see any more money spent. Mm. You have done everything but that to this point. We've spent money in Af- uh, Ukraine. We've spent buttloads in Ukraine. Shit we could have been spending. And let me tell you something. I got another thing for Lindsey Graham. You have just incurred my wrath, sir. You are done. Uh-uh. I'm about to nuke your fucking ass. You're going to be the first faggot I pull out of this and fucking kicking and screaming. And you want to get hot? I'll beat the shit out of you like the little bitch you are, too. Uh, trust me, Lindsay. You got another thing coming to, to you. And no, that's none of my Lindsay's in here. I'm talking about Lindsay Graham. That he's, fucking, he's, that he should change cock, his name. He's not allowed to be a part of the L Club. Yeah, I don't think he should. Nope. He should be known as the Lucifer Club, not part of the Lindsay Club. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's bad. I heard a bunch of shit this weekend. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I got It's amazing what happens when veterans talk. It's really amazing. Either way, get ready, fuckers. Light it up if you got it. Let's smoke one for the homies. A little bit for our uh, esteemed brethren who we lost. Um, and I'd say that, hey, that he's part of his Memorial Day as I am. So, Absolutely. We lost a soldier of our own. So we know what that's about. Angie, it sounds like you need some Kush creams in your life. If your body hurts so bad you can't even hike. Some serious CBD in your coffee in the morning. Fuck yeah. Some Kush creams on your muscles. Maybe a little weed throughout the day. You'll be straight in no time. Get off the big pharma drugs. They make it worse. We got a couple companies too if you're looking for it, Angie. Promo code Defiant, kushcreams.com, seriouscbd.com, or uh, getseriouscbd.com. Trust me, I put a I put a whole thing in my coffee every morning before I go to work. And I also smoke a football before I go to work. So I've been told that we smoke like black people. Dude, I called out a bunch of. I called out a bunch of uh, quote unquote real smokers. No, um, I, I guess you call them gym rats, right? Like, so I follow a couple people on Twitter. Um, well, Malcolm Flex, who every day, like five thirty in the morning, he's yeah. like, you know, he's like, get up, get to the gym. One day he put it out at like six, and I was like, oh, you're running late this morning, huh, Flex? Anyway, um, but I. Uh, he retweeted someone who was talking about like you shouldn't drink protein powder in the morning because it's refined it's processed it's not real food like you know people are like what do you you know what do you use instead for protein and i i i was like uh eggs i make a mixed chicken and duck egg omelet every morning after i collect the eggs out of the coop with fresh herbs right after i pick them and uh keeps me going for an entire day of farm labor 
um, you know, or home, I think I called it homestead work, which I guarantee y'all is a lot more labor intensive than all y'all that hit the gym every day. So um, anyway, it is. I'm not going to lie, it is. I was building planter beds today. That's just no joke. Fucking shoveling. Opener. No, no. No, I did it all by myself. So yes, Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Wolverine. Thundercats. <laughs> so. 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 And the FBI knocks on your door. What are we talking? Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Nope. Nah, bear. So stupid. Talking about fighting bears. Fuck's wrong with us. <laughs> fucking retarded. Uh huh. We, we really were. Uh, fucking retarded. We were not there. That shit's hysterical. Mm. Tell you what. Yep. Funnier than fuck. Either way. Mm. Moving right along. Next okay. one is. No, well, we uh, didn't no. even start with this yeah, one. So gotta, we're, we're, we're on to money. We'll leave this. We'll let this one continue. Yep. Back to what? Who got the initial uh, feedback? Just like uh, we all did. You were on a call. I hope. Uh, uh, with the speaker last night, what's your initial reaction to this debt ceiling agreement? Yeah, I was on the call. Initial reaction is this, and I'm evaluating this for myself, like all the other uh, 224 Republican members and the, the Democrat members, is stopping hiring 87,000 more IRS workers for one year versus in eternity worth it in a negotiation to raise the debt limit and not default? Is capping spending worth it to not default? Is This is a pretty big one, uh, having the, and I didn't hear you mention it on your open, the administrative pay-go, basically where the administration, if they wanted to have one new dollar in spending, they would have to cut one dollar in spending from somewhere else. Is that worth not defaulting? And the other items that are on that list, are they worth ending this negotiation right now in order to avoid a default and essentially allowing the Senate to not take up the bill that was already sent over there, which they should have taken up. They're derelict for not doing so. I'm working that out with myself right now, like I suspect everybody else is doing. Well, I, I do give uh, great credit for Speaker McCarthy and Democrats should as well, quite frankly, for the idea that not only are they going to publish the bill, but then allow 72 hours to give it some breathing room so everybody can digest it before you actually vote on it. That didn't happen when I was in Congress. I tell you what, that's just not the way business worked out. But what are we to make of the fact that uh, I, I think there was a tactical mistake? This is my own initial assessment, but this I'm curious how you'd react to this. The House already passed this bill. Why doesn't the Senate go first? It seems to me that the House Republicans should say, all right, Senate, it's your turn. Let's see if you, Mitch McConnell and, and Chuck Schumer, can put up 60 votes. Uh, why does the House have to go first again? You get zero pushback from me on that. Again, at least a month ago, we passed a bill, sent it to the Senate, and said, hey, you want to avoid defaulting on the, the debt, raise the debt limit? Here it is. It comes with some cuts, but here's your bill. They didn't debate it. They didn't take it up. They didn't say, these are the things we disagree with. These are some of the things that we would keep. They didn't try to get it through closure. They didn't do a thing with it. I absolutely agree with you that they are derelict for not taking that up. It's a, it's a disgrace to the body as a whole. They should be. I can say it a hundred different ways, but totally agree with you. They should be taking that up. 
I think actually Speaker McCarthy would be in a stronger position if he said, all right, Senate, you go first. What are we to make, Congressman, of the fact that the minority leader, Mitch McConnell in the Senate, the majority leader, uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader in the House of Representatives, and the majority leader in the House, Steve Scalise, none of them, as, as we started this program, have commented on this bill. Not positive. Uh, uh, to have Kevin McCarthy out there alone, he's the only one making positive statements about this bill. Where are all the other leaders if there's a so-called deal? So you talked about tactics uh, before you just, just brought this up. And I think that's one of the biggest tactical things that should have been taking place. Nobody should be saying a word about this until they actually put pen to paper, until they actually said, this is what we're truly evaluating. These are the details of the plan. Because now we're in a situation already where you have some members on the GOP side that have come out and said, no matter what, I'm not voting to raise a, a debt limit. I think uh, Ralph Norman or Bob Good, somebody, at least one or two, came out and said, no matter what, they're not voting to raise the debt limit. That brings the number in the majority down to two that you can lose. You go beyond that, and there's probably at least eight to 10 other members that are on Twitter saying, hey, the deal as it stands, it's not something that I'm supportive of, I would be a no. It would be much better off to have everybody waiting for the details of the bill, debate it behind closed doors, and then go out there and give an honest opinion. Instead, you're getting these people trapped in positions that they're not going to be able to back off from. And I think that's the most dangerous thing for this. No, 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 no. Understand what he just said there, folks. He wants everything back door, everything behind closed. No, no. That's the last thing we want. I want everything in my fucking face. I'm tired of this backdoor bullshit. I'm tired of fucking hearing about these backroom deals. Three, four, five, six, eight, 12, nine months later. I want to know my bullshit up front. If you're going to feed me bullshit, Feed it to my face. Stop being a little bald-headed faggot. I don't give a shit if you lost your legs or not. You lost your legs, now you're just a bob in the sea. I don't give a shit. This wow. is bullshit. You are an elected, you work for me, faggot. You do my bidding. I want my bullshit in the open. The American people are tired of this. Don't you all get it yet? We are pissed. We are angry. We are tired of this bullshit. Well, put it behind. No. I want to see you stand up and fight for me, faggot. That's, I, I mean, you might not be able to stand up anymore, but at least get up on your nubs and fight for me, bro. But he likes in the back door. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see any more of this backroom dealing bullshit. You're one of these faggots that want the status quo. You want to be massaged. You want your cock looped. That's what you want. You want that massage that generates that love. I get it. But not, not no, we don't anymore. We're not about that anymore. We want it right here. We want to know the bullshit that you're talking. Because if you're such a hard ass, let me see you be a hard ass on TV. Let me watch it. Don't sit here and piss on my back and tell me it's raining. No. No, because that's what you're doing. By saying you want to close door anything. 
That's where all the bullshit happens, folks. That's what I want to expose. That's what I want you to see. I want you to hear that because then you find out what's real about your politician and what's fake about your politician. You gonna let him finish this fake? Message? No, fuck his fake ass. He's already fake to me. He's already a fake bald faggot. Fuck you. I know he served our country. I know he's legless. I got you. He stepped in the place he shouldn't have been. I get it. He's half Roma. I, whatever. Cool. But you don't go up in front of the American people and make a fucking ass of your ass yourself like that you don't say oh well i want to put it behind closed doors why because your crippled ass can't get back there without a, a roll no no you don't put it behind closed doors you were sent to congress to be in front of the american people that's your job Hmm. Not to be somebody who, oh, look at me, I'm rolling around and I don't have legs. Okay, great. We get it. You're not going to dance again. Fine. I'm not against that. <sighs> but, dude, I don't give a shit about that. When you start talking about we need to do this, folks, I'm telling you, that's where all the bullshit happens. That's where the American people, that's where for the last 40 years now that I can count of my life. It's probably more about 90 years. This for the last 90 years in history, 250 years. No, 90 really. The last, cause 250 years ago, there wasn't a middle class. Mm. I'm going with the basis of a middle class. This is where the middle class has gotten fucked. Okay. When we, had a, when we have a class system in America, the one class that takes it all, it doesn't matter. We know we're going to pay for it, but there's a part of us that are kind of like, okay, to keep the republic going, I'll, I'll do it. But they don't want a middle class. They want the elites and they want the serfs. Exactly. That's it. They don't want a voting middle class. Nope. No, that is the problem. No, they're tired the of keeping problem, the mob happy. The problem is you all. Yep. The problem is us. They are out of green. We can think. They don't like that. They don't like this shit that I can call this faggot out and tell him that he's wrong because he is wrong. He's not right. Well, listen to the next one. He's also wrong. I, this one? Yeah, the Democrat. Oh, I know he's wrong. He's a Democrat. The debt ceiling deal still has plenty of political hurdles ahead, including getting the bill through the House of Representatives with enough Democratic votes to cover conservative defections from within the Speaker's narrow majority. California Democratic Congressman Josh Harder serves on the House Appropriations Committee, and he joins me now. It's good to see you, Congressman. Happy Memorial Day. You have Thank been you. a strong supporter of the president's policies throughout your time in office. Have you decided how you'll be voting on this? We're still talking with the White House, but the president has a saying, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. This bill is absolutely a compromise. It has plenty of things that folks don't like on the right and the left, but the alternative is catastrophic default in less than a week, stopping veterans benefits, stopping social security checks. So I think it's important to make sure that we take a good hard look at this and see if we can get it across the finish line.
Is it fair, though, if voters step back and say, that's not a reason to do something just because you're going to go into default. You guys need to figure this out and get something better. We just talked to Debbie Dingell, who I know you know. She would not commit to voting for this. She was talking about John Podesta, who, of course, is a, a senior advisor, former chief of staff, uh, who, you know, is, is going to have a phone call. I'm assuming you might be on that phone call. Uh, how do you convince the folks who are unconvinced that this is worth it? Well, we're going to have some real questions to be answered, whether or not this actually does what it's promised to do. I think one of the big challenges is not just the concessions that the president gave up in this bill. It's legitimizing negotiating on the debt ceiling as a tactic for the future. And that's pretty scary. When you're playing Russian roulette, sooner or later, you're going to get unlucky. And that's exactly what's happened here. And so I think this implication for future administrations is going to be very concerning because at some point we are going to default if we continue in this pattern. So there's a lot of stuff, and we've enumerated it throughout this hour, that Democrats don't like, some of them having to do with the environment, uh, some of them having to do with um, some of the work requirements, especially for SNAP recipients. What's the positive? I mean, besides not defaulting, what can you say about this that the White House and the president were able to get that would make Democrats maybe say, OK, I don't like this other stuff, but here's what we got? No question that this does not advance Democratic priorities. But ultimately, this is a success for the president if it averts default. There's also some things in here that I think do make a lot of sense. So, you know, we mentioned SNAP benefits. This actually makes it harder for some people to achieve nutrition assistance, but it also makes sure that the homeless and veterans automatically get food stamps as opposed to the process today where they have to go through a whole lot of red tape. And so there are a few things in this bill, but ultimately that's why it deserves a good hard look. And the real answer here is how do we make sure that we can get that gavel out of McCarthy's hand so he is not in the decision seat in the future to make these types of compromises? Look, this isn't your area of expertise. You're not a professional gambler. But if you were, do you think this is going to go through? I think it probably will. McCarthy overplayed his hand. If you look at where he started out, the Republican bill would have kicked 600,000 Americans off of health insurance. It would have slashed veterans' benefits. It would have repealed uh, the most important measures of the climate change bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, that we passed last year. On those measures, McCarthy got absolutely nothing. He really went way too far. And now he's essentially folded. There's things in this bill that I still don't like and that the president and his administration are still going to have to explain. Uh, but I think ultimately uh, this is going to be a win for the president if he's able to get this across the finish line and avert the worst case scenario that Republicans were advocating for. I've only got a minute left, but I want to end on the 2024 race because there's a new poll out and it shows that in California, your state, where Ron DeSantis was leading now, Donald Trump is well ahead of him. And I wonder if you're concerned, and I know I've heard this from some other Democrats, that if Donald Trump is at the top of the ticket, obviously a lot of folks like it for the presidential, but they're a little worried in some purple areas, in some swing counties, uh, that it could be really energizing for the Republicans. Does that worry you in California? I think we should be concerned, uh, both with the election and with the results. God forbid another catastrophic four years of Trump in office. And I think the way that we win this is not by being anti-Trump, but by being pro-health care and, and pro-jobs. That's how I won my district, even as Trump did better in his re-election bid than he did 
four years before. So I think if we focus on the basics of what this administration has gotten right, what we did in the infrastructure bill, what we did in the Inflation Reduction Act, I think we're going to be in a strong position. California Congressman Josh Harder, you've got... Crazy as uh, he's about nuttier than squirrel turds. He really is because if he thinks that that is all successes for him, he is. Uh, he and I need to start smoking the same grass because I'm telling you right now, he's smoking some really good shit because he's getting some. However, like, he he straight up said that McCarthy like bent over and no, gave it all up. Uh, see, I disagree. he didn't get anything that was that was all that stuff that he laid out that that was in the bill that in the congressional bill, he didn't get any of it. See, I, I disagree because normally <coughs> if you, if you do it right, and if you have the upper hand, which McCarthy definitely had going into this. So let's, let's take a step back and look at this strategically. And there are some places that I think McCarthy had upper hands. Uh, for instance, one of the big things that happened prior to even getting to this point, one of the big things McCarthy did, and I don't like giving McCarthy pat, pats on the back, but when he deserves it, I'll give it to him. He got the Congress to approve the budget. They pushed it forward. They pushed forward a budget. They got approval. They actually got four Democrats to flip to pass it. So just to give you ideas, there, there was across the aisle, folks from the other side agreed, said, Hey, yeah, it wasn't just one-sided, which I think that shows progress. No matter what, no matter how slow it is, it's still progress the right direction. The sign of a good compromise is that neither side is really happy. Exactly. So I thought we were moving the right direction with that. I agree with everybody else that said the same thing. The one thing McCarthy gave up was the fact that he had passed that. Why give your position up? That's one thing that still doesn't make any sense to me. Even in negotiations with the president. No, 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 no. sir. What, what you don't understand. He has the ultimate position of power. He can just say, no, 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 sir. What you don't understand, Mr. President, what you don't, the people have spoken. Except Biden never this, talked to him. I know, but this isn't me. This is the people. The people have spoken. This came out of the House of Representatives. Of the the reason mm -hmm. the name exists because they represent the population of the United States. Yep. They voted in approval of this bill. Why give up your the one position you had? The one that I think he fucked up on was that one. Because he could have just turned around and said, Mr. President, we've already approved it. I don't know why you're talking to me. Why aren't you talking to Mitch McConnell? Why aren't you talking to fucking Chuck Schumer? We've already approved a bill. Mm -hmm. It's on them to take the bill up in the Senate. I don't even know that he knows that they approved a bill, to be honest, because KJP last week was saying, well, it's the, the president keeps saying Congress needs to act. Congress acted. They need to act. I, I, I'm telling you, this this thing stinks. It stinks. It really does. The whole thing. This sounds like political theater. It really does. Uh, this sounds like really good political theater. And I've seen this done before. They are kicking the can down the road because we, they want to get it out of the way of the elections. No. Star Wars. This is Star Wars all over. Go back. 1980, 80, 81. Night, the winner of 81. 
Go look at the Star Wars debates. No, this is Star Wars. This was about congressional funding for Star Wars and Reagan's. Oh, intent. not the movie, the no, no, actual no. Star Wars. Yes. Okay. To his intent to mm-hmm. control everything that was going in outer space. Mm-hmm. And Reagan wanted to put some money at this program. Yeah. Well, they were willing to, the, the Democrats were willing to shut the the government down over. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, that's and the thing that one of the spending limits that came out of that, oddly enough, did Star Wars get cut? No, Star Wars just wasn't fully funded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's an interesting. Well, it's funny how off. now the Democrats like that last idiot are all saying that, well, we need to, you know, we need to stop this letting one party hold the other party hostage with, you know, debt ceiling negotiations. No, no, no right? that's but exactly that, what we're supposed to do. That's that's how it's always been done. No, that's you can't just have a blank check. Yeah. The, There's what, nothing to back it up. It's called checks and balances, you fucking exactly. retard. It's the way our government works. You do have one per- party holding another party accountable. Normally when the president is in charge and one party's there. The other party is to account for everything the president does. That's the idea of a representative government. You fucking retard. Um, Thumper Rose, what was the difference in the bill that was approved in this new one? Um, the bill, you mean the bill in Congress? The bill in Congress and, right. and the, the new one? Well, we haven't quite seen the new one yet. So The biggest difference was there was no spending increase. There was no... In Congress, there, there was, was cuts. no move. It was all cuts. Everything was a cut. This, on the other hand, like, okay, so listen, when they, you, you heard that fuckstick before saying, oh, they're going to cut 132 million to the VA. You want to know what they were going to cut? The 132 million they were going to cut to the VA was the DEI bullshit mm-hmm. that the VA is in placing now. Mm-hmm. That's what they were going to cut. Yep. Don't you agree with that? I agree with that. I go to the VA, not very often, but I go to the VA. I don't want to have to ask a question about what 37 different genders I am when I'm walking in there going, dude, you've seen me for the last 20 fucking some odd years. How do you not know what fucking gender I am? Well, you never know. People tend to change now after the shots. That's why you don't go to the VA anymore, though, because they require boosters and shit so anyhow but, but think about it this is all this is all part of it the new bill the one that or the new deal that they've come up with um pushes the debt ceiling out it gives it a couple trillion dollars to push it out to 2025 post election so specifically joe biden doesn't have to deal with it again Mm -hmm. i personally don't give a shit no i think joe biden should have to deal with this next year i think every president should have to deal with this every year of his presidency that's my belief because the only time that you get shit done if you really look at our government if you stop and look at what's really changed our government before when money's in the balance it's always been when money's hanging in the balance Shit. so i just say let's do this every year make this shit a standard because you know what's going to happen eventually there's going to be some dumb motherfucker that finally walks in there and balances the budget 
finally puts out a balanced budget, does what I think we should do, which is what I would do. I would call in 13 of the best fucking accountants out there mm -hmm. and say, tell me something, balance my books, do it now. I'll pay you whatever you need, but do it now. These are all blue collar guys. They'll get it done. They'll balance my books. And then I'm going to say, what can I cut to make my fucking deficit and my spending equal out? They're going to show me what I got to do. I'll be like, yep, you're smarter dudes than I am. Remember, if this fails, you're dead mm -hmm. because I'm putting you out in front of everybody. But understand, I'm going to walk you out. If this works, you're fucking heroes. You will go down as Goliaths amongst men. And I guarantee those dudes are going to give me a plan that not only works, but works so goddamn well that we don't have a big government. We have a small government. We have a proactive government, not a react reactionary government. We have a government that actually looks out for us, actually cares about us. Why? Because it understands that we ultimately are their bosses. Mm -hmm. That's what I think we need. This bullshit about doing shit behind closed doors and all this other. Nope. Fuck you. Nope. That can't be done anymore. Cannot happen. There's too many people that are now concerned. There are too many people a part of this that are worried about where we're going and how we're getting there because we're now starting to draw questions of even normal people. Normal people are starting to walk around and ask the questions. Why does a Big Mac cost fucking five dollars again? Yeah. I remember the days that Big Macs costed 99 cents. This is not going to make inflation get any better. No. Not even close. Not even. Nope. Big Macs <clears throat> are back to five bucks a Big Mac. I mean, I wouldn't know because five dollars a Big don't Mac. Don't eat that shit. But I, I don't either. But five dollars, I couldn't imagine. That's not even real food. It's most of it's meat glue and bullshit parts of a animal that don't even matter. Order pizza for your family. It costs 50 bucks. Seriously. 90. If you have a family of four or more. Yeah. If you order like multiple things. Yeah. Yeah. No I'm going to have to learn how to make that next. Okay. We got a thing that can cook it. Pizza dough. It's easy to cook. I know we can cook pizza on the egg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just have to learn how to make the dough. It's too easy. Oh, I, Liana, am I doing a medicinal garden? Or doing a show on one. So I started a medicinal garden last year. It didn't take off very well. I will be doing because it got too much sun. Most medicinal herbs need more shade. So when I clear out the very back back, I will be doing one back there. Um, it, they take a couple years to grow to to really take. No, but you're not clearing it right. back back because the back back is going to be a shed. So you're not going to clear that. Out. I know. You're going to clear out the other way. You're not going that year. You're not going that way. You're I'm going to put, way. I'm going to build some more of those pallet beds along the fence line and do it there. You're not putting the shed right up against the fence. No, but you're not really going to be able to get over there very well. Once the shed gets started, built. I mean, it's not going to be easy to get to. Shed's going to take years. Yeah, a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyway, it's going to be a two story shed. I mean, mm -hmm. yep. You're going to have that. Anyway, uh, Single little Debbies are two thirty nine each now. Fuck that. And Big Macs are eight dollars. Where Karen Harris? Holy shit, Jesus. Um, but yes, Liana, I will be doing a medicinal garden. 
eventually. What is this? Oh, where this are we is, going now? Um, this is a truth bombs. Truth bombs. Truth bomb. This is the last folder for the night too. All right. Yeah, We're we'll be there. we'll be closing up, uh, finished getting through all the clips and closing out on time. We'll be cleared tonight. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow, that'll be a first. Mm -hmm. Leave it for a holiday for us to be clear. Every once in a while I do that. The three-year mark of George Floyd's death and all the riots it sparked, uh, the autopsy results are once again in the, in the social media world. And people are just now finding out that in the autopsy itself, not reading the conclusion, which we'll get to in a moment because there's some wonky stuff going on with that. But if you just read the body of the autopsy, it even says no life-threatening injuries were found. So I was wondering if you could speak to that for a moment. Yeah, well, if you go back to the time uh, leading up to the trial of Derek Chauvin, I wrote about this issue extensively uh, for the American Spectator. Uh, the autopsy report indicates that there were really no signs of any injury uh, or trauma to the neck area. There is nothing in the autopsy report indicating that this was, in effect, a violent death. What happened, however, was that the medical examiner in Hennepin County was contacted by the medical examiner from Washington, D.C., who basically threatened him and said, you don't want to be the only person in the room saying that this was, in effect, not a violent death. And so the medical examiner in Hennepin County then issued a uh, press release saying that the uh, finding even though it's not in the report, the finding was a compression of the neck that caused asphyxiation, uh, which is utterly baseless. If you look at the video of Derek Chauvin uh, restraining Floyd, uh, his neck, his knee is not on Floyd's neck, it's on his back. And the, you know, the fact of the matter is the video shows in the lead up to this during the arrest, Floyd was shouting that he couldn't breathe before he was even on the ground. And of course he couldn't breathe. He had a, he was a walking drugstore. He had a boatload of fentanyl and methamphetamine in his system. That was shown by the toxicology report. And in addition to that, he had severe coronary artery disease and a history of hypertension. And the the conclusion reached by the defense. All right, shut the fuck up. This is all fuck. All right, we we already talked about the fact that the motherfucker had enough fucking goddamn, uh, which we we'll call it in a uh, special K, not even ketamine, but it was um, and fentanyl. And fentanyl. He had fentanyl. He had enough fentanyl in his system to kill three horses. Yep, folks. You don't put that much shit in your fucking body and say, I get yeah, you got troll breathing. Yep, you sure do. Um, he had enough to kill three horses, a horse a thousand pounds. And now the autopsy has come out. But we knew this again, resurfaced. And we uh, knew this. We've already known this. Mm -hmm. Stop. Oh, oh, it's finally catching up. Finally, you faggots. Welcome to the party, pal. We've been here for a hot minute. We done dug this up. We knew this years ago. Where Why been, are they bringing it back idiots. up now? Why are they bringing it back up now? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But OAN is a bunch of fucking retards. Holy shit. Really? We've been there. Done that. Got the t-shirts for it.
We've already done the research behind it. We know that the son of a bitch wasn't kneeling on his neck. But listen to what he said, that the medical examiner got a call from the medical examiner in D.C. I know that said, hey, it's really told, bad if you told don't. him to change it, basically. I get you. Right? I get you on that, but we knew that, too. Did we know that? Oh, yeah, because we always assumed that. We yeah, all, we assumed it, but we didn't we know it. We assumed it because all of the evidence pointed to it, but there was never that statement. All they did was remove the statement. Now we know that the statement actually existed. Now we know that, yep, that's what we figured we were going to hurt here. There was no real damage to the carotid no, neck area. But it was all planned. Exactly. It was all planned DC. to start the riots as a part of it to bring down Trump. Which also means that this came from, stop, hear me out. It came from D.C. If we're thinking like we normally think, those left-brained fucking conspiracy theorists as we are, if we're thinking that way, that means Donald Trump gave the orders. You think it was Donald Trump or you think the from DC? The, stop no, no, the, DC. who controls the medical examiner in DC? That would be Muriel Bowser, the mayor. No, no. The no, medical examiner in no, DC? No, 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 no. It's which federal agency actually has control of the body. What's because there's fucking 14 different me medical examiners in DC. There are. Think about all the different agencies that are in D.C., from the FBI to the fucking, almost all of their labs are in D.C., to include the military. You're talking about a butt-ton of agencies in D.C. It, who has control of the body? And that would be my question, but where did that come from? Because Hennepin County is civil, so it wouldn't have come from the military, but he said it came from D.C., he didn't say where. He just said it came from D.C. Except from the medical examiner in D.C. Yes. That would be the District of Columbia medical examiner and coroner. It's a county office not affiliated with any government agency. And it's an elected position. Mm -hmm. Who was it in 2020 then? who was the medical examiner uh, for DC in 2020. That is the question because that would be the person who he's talking about. We're, we're dying to know. Well, of course it's fucking a ad. No, it, it's a oh. a paid thing. Of course. Um, let's see. 2020 Office of the Chief Medical Examiner Annual Report. Uh, oh, and this is from Mayor Muriel Browser. Uh, well, that's the Chief Medical Examiner for D.C. County or for, for wait, Washington, D.C.? Yeah, hold on. Let me see. Go back to the top here. No, yeah, you're right. Touche. Yeah. Okay, so they do fall under them. Well, either way, who is who is it? Ask the chief medical examiner. Let's see. Uh, just gives me something stupid to fill out. All right, good. Uh, I think it's Roger Roger Mitchell, Mitchell Jr. He was the. But uh, that was in August of 2020. Yeah, he was the official. Mm-hmm. 
he's the one for well no because he said it was september so yep that would have been who contacted him mm-hmm. said hey people here in dc oh wait 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 he was dc's wait this gets better roger mitchell jr was dc's chief medical examiner and then he became the dc deputy mayor for public safety Hmm. After George Floyd. Interesting. Isn't it though? Very. So this dude set up George Floyd or set up this medical examiner about George Floyd. And then what do you know? He got promoted to be deputy mayor, public safety. There's no back scratching going on. There. No, none of that. No, uh, that, yeah, that, we that, know, Karen. We know the video and sound aren't in sync. They're fucking retarded. That, that doesn't happen. That doesn't yep. happen. And yeah, just mm. it, it doesn't happen. No, fuck that shit. Yep. Done with that shit. Yeah. What a douche. Okay. It takes a, a minute after we play a video for it you to catch up to itself. That this is reality, whether you want to face it or not. And that. The reason everything Alex Jones said 25 years ago is now mainstream news is I read stuff the globalists wrote in the 50s that they got in place by the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then I read stuff they wrote in the 80s that they had in place uh, by the 2000s. And then the stuff they had in place in the Rio de Janeiro event in, in 1992, they got by 2020. And by 2020, now they have 2030. Because you asked the question, nobody really ever asked me that. That was a great question. Uh, beware of the conspiracies that aren't real. Beware yeah. of the ones that 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 the system pushes and promotes to make us look like idiots like uh jfk jr is still alive and is coming yeah back. So that's what tucker carlson's been saying mm. and i don't want to get in too much trouble i've already been griped at a little bit uh but people tell me a lot of stuff and then i not supposed to talk about it and then i do but <laughs> uh, you know, aren't we ready to start winning we don't just have benedict arnold's in our camp from their side there is controlled opposition we know who they are they stick out like sore thumbs I feel like the perception that's put out there and the clips that are shown is that you're, you know, raging and you're screaming and um, obviously you're passionate. But I feel like people miss this like whole other side of you that's just kind and generous and caring. And so I always just want to tell people about that. So my question is that I'm taking a while to get to is 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 it true that any part of that rage or the, the stuff that gets shared is has or has been in the past intentional, like a character almost that that you wanted to put out there? Or is that just kind of what happened? Is, I know those same people will take me doing that from this interview <laughs> and do it. They're being dishonest right there. Right. Because I'm showing them what I mean by something. Yeah, you're saying it and, and you're expressing your intention, but they still value how they're perceiving it more. Absolutely. And, and, and what's hurting the liberty movement, the awakening movement. You, you, you know what scares me about this video? Mm-hmm he he's talking to this woman mm-hmm. okay which it, it scares me even more because now i know i think right i want to believe i, I don't want to believe i guess i i should say i don't want to believe that he's not but uh, more and more i look at it the more and more i'm beginning to believe he's a shell but alex jones is really showing some colors here because she just asked him and she's like hey you know, you get angry and you scream. Like I get angry and scream on here. Yeah. I get angry and scream because guess what, folks? I, I have I've dropped blood for this country. I know what it means to sign a check. I know what it means to put something down for this. But he's asked the same question. 
and he plays it off like it's a bet, which makes me think, which makes me think it's all an act at the end of the day for him. Duh. Let him finish being a show. And the globalists who artificially funded this and promote this is every, not every time somebody's sitting there and thought doing this <laughs> is an Illuminati. So right. I mean, that's a natural thing people do. Mm. Elon Musk, maybe the Antichrist. Wow. I'm just saying he's a shell and uh, he calls out Elon Musk for being the Antichrist. I actually think he's the Antichrist. My opinion. But Alex Jones can't bring the world together in peace. There's is. no way he's the Antichrist. I, I, he just showed a lot right there. It's just like, man, you, you just sat there and said, oh, well, you, you can't control. But yet you just said that it was like an act, dude. Really? She said it was an act. No, she said it was an act, but he didn't even say no. It, it wasn't an act. Mm -hmm. He just went right along. Yeah, it's an act. What do you expect? Mm -hmm. No, it's not an act. Folks, this isn't an act. I get worked up when I think about this shit because I give a shit about what, because all of you live here. We all live here. The only thing we have is the fact that we're real. The fact if we ever give that up, we're fucked. We ever sell out, we're fucked. We're never going to have anybody worth a shit. Nope. We're just going to have sellout audience members that just show up for, uh, just show up for the, the day. I don't want that. I'd rather I have the same people show up like I see every day than fucking some new guys that just show up at a whim. Oh, well, I'm here for a minute because the wind shifted today and the fart blew in my nose and I could smell it and it smelled bad. I, I, I don't want that. I don't need a... A fair day listener. I want somebody who's going to listen because they hear what they need to hear. I say something that they need to hear. Well, here's something that apparently people in the UK need to hear before we close up here. Where am I going for this one? No, we're about done. I'm going to read this. We're, we're done with the clips. Oh. Okay. This is from the mirror in the UK. Women are warned not to put ice lollies in their vaginas to cool off in hot weather. <laughs> you hear that, ladies? Those nice little ice lollipops, the, the phallic-shaped ones, don't put it in your cooch if you're hot, okay? <laughs> Only do it <laughs> if you put a towel under yourself and let someone look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe we should try that. <laughs> Great. Now I have to figure out how to make ice pops. <laughs> well, shit. Now I know. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Oh, wow. Look, here's We're the thing. Fine. Listen, I'm um, going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> I'm your huckleberry. My man. Okay. Anywho. Um, uh, don't forget, y'all, tomorrow's an early show. 
five fifteen for Liana's lounge. See, si. um, and five thirty for the start of the show because Josh starts early on Tuesdays, so we start a little early on Tuesdays. So and don't forget about Lionel's show tomorrow morning at nine oh five or yeah. pill.net. You can always check out Lionel Wilbert, the TNA variety show mm-hmm. over on pill.net where you can always find the crazy shit that we always like to talk and about now on rumble. And also she's on rumble. Now she yeah. has joined the rumble chat. So if you enjoy rumble and I know a bunch of you fuckers do, and uh, you want to listen to somebody who talks from nine o'clock in the morning till about two Oh five in the afternoon. Um, mm. I, I go fucking check it out. Yep. And uh, she's like the morning cup of bullshit, and you can close out your evening with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we start at 6 p.m. Or no, I'm sorry, tomorrow we'll be 5 starting 30. at 5.30. Yep. So check us out tomorrow night at 5.30 if you just want to start and tune in for the start of the show. You got it. Anything else, madam? Sponsor. Um, sponsor is My Patriot Supply. Go stock up at uh, defiantprep.life. There you go. You need three months of storable food. They've got a big sale going on right now, actually. Three months of storable food because it takes 90 days from seed to fruit to get you some good food. So 90 days from seed to fruit. So you need food to get you through in the meantime. You got to do something. So Most people well- have three days worth of food in their homes and only three days worth of food in the grocery store for the entire community. If you think about it, you might as well go and you're going to spend some money anyway. Might as well go spend it at My Patriot Supply. Get yourself your 90-day food supply. Get all the other stuff you might need, too. There's a ton of shit there. Mm-hmm. They have a all sorts of supply boxes. It's a weird box that they send you. It's got sterno. It's got kits for cooking. It's got shit for cleaning. It's got shit for wounds, compasses, you name it, life straws. You can get it there. Go get it. Check it out. You got it. Either way, for the Mick and VLAN, you all have a great night, fuckers, and enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day and happy Memorial Day 2023. I know it sucks because it's not normally the one you say happy to, but we're going to close out a little differently tonight because we do have a little bit more time, but I want to get this a little bit more play, but we will see you again tomorrow night. So for the Mick and VLAN, have a great night, fuckers. Thanks for watching. Later.
to the gate. You can't depend on your waiters, cause you'll be over your tater. I'm talking growing tomatoes, yeah. Feeding the worms, I fish with later. I'll have a fish stick plate over a six foot grave. Before I take a knee as our anthem play. My hands on my heart, I stand on what I say. And my second amendment handles what I can. I ain't trying to be Billy Badass or talk shit. I'm just saying, there's the line. Don't cross it. I got a red rider gun when I was three, so I don't run or hide from anything. Bitch, I'm a red, white, and blue collar boy from the south. And you can fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom. Fuck the welfare, now I don't need them. Shotgun raids from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. So come around here, son, running your Strapped up in a white I can show you if it's needed When you see it, you'll believe it If you don't love it, you can leave it Michael Jackson, you can beat it F-A-F-O, I teach you how this game go Different joints, same smoke Wake up, wear the same clothes Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class Got the music way up loud With a cigar in my mouth Fuck around and come find out How we do it in the South Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mile I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirty south With a truck seat eye and he straight pipes loud This land, land of freedom Double barrels in case we need Man up, we'll sit your ass down We done talking, fuck around and find out Love my country 